Welcome to Drinking Buddies, where it's you, me, a buddy, and drinks. Yes, I invite corporate leaders to step into the arena, have a conversation with me, have a cocktail, and share their wisdom, share their experience, and talk about their companies. This is the audio version of our live broadcast, which you can watch absolutely free on businessandbourbon.live. There's one catch, though. You have to be a member. But you can be a member for absolutely free. So again, go to businessandbourbon.live. That is where you can sign up to watch all of our Drinking Buddies episodes on replay and live. Now it's time to get the show started. Step into the arena. What's up, friends? What's up, community? You are live and direct with your boy from Las Vegas. Nevada. I'm here at the beautiful Virgin Hotel here just off the strip enjoying this delicious cocktail. Life is good right now. Life is good. I um, want to welcome you guys into another episode of Drinking Buddies. I am Ronnell Richards. I am your host. I'm the host of Business Suburban, founder of Business Suburban. Um, I want to encourage you guys, if you have not joined our community yet, please do so. It's super easy and it's free. All you have to do is go to businessandbourbon.live. Do that. Go to businessandbourbon.live and um, and join. That's it. There's a little button there. You put your, your name, your email, and then you're in the club. Um, all of my existing members, I need you guys to go ahead and check in with us really quick. Check in with us. Let me know what you're watching on. If you're watching this on uh, Business and Bourbon. On our website, if you're watching it on Facebook, right now this is being multi-streamed on Facebook, on our website, as well as LinkedIn. So I don't know, some of you guys may still be enjoying that July 4th extended weekend. Um, well, that makes it a great time to come hang out with your boy and have a cocktail as I bring on one of my buddies. If you haven't watched Drinking Buddies before, here's what this is about. It's me, someone really super open business, someone that's got experience, someone that's, that's got great stories to tell, and someone that has great things to teach us. We bring them onto this platform during happy hour right now and enjoy a cocktail, talk a little bit, little business, and answer whatever questions that you guys have out there. So if you have questions, make sure that you're chiming in and make sure that you're part of this. Again, I want to encourage you guys, if you're not part of the Business and Bourbon community yet, you need to do that. Go to businessandbourbon.live. Make sure that you, again, become a free member. And what you're going to get with that is you're going to get exclusive content from myself and others. You're going to get some opportunities for you to elevate your business and to get exposure to our community. You're going to get discounts on all of our different events and all the different things that we're doing as well. What we're really trying to do is just foster our community and take this online community offline and make sure that we're helping create a platform where you can build deeper relationships. That's what businesses and bourbon is about. It's about helping people to do better business by creating deeper relationships. So with that said, um, this, this, our guest today, I, I'm really excited to have her on. And I think we, we switched time zones. I think we switched, we switched time zones. Casey, did we switch time zones? We switched time zones. So I'm normally on the West Coast, but uh fun fact tomorrow's my birthday so i am visiting Yay. my family on the east coast i haven't seen them since pre-pandemic days so uh yeah no so it's totally different that's also why i just just 
I, I wish I could show you my setup right now. I've got like my laptop on a pillow, on a, <laughs> like on a thing for your suitcase, and it's yeah. all it's all that's, a little more cash than usual. That's called the that's the pandemic studio, man. What are you talking about? Every, everybody's got that, right? You got like a pillow, a couple of books, and you got <laughs> got it all set up. Perfect. But but your but your lighting is good. Welcome in, welcome in. So yeah. before we, before we get this thing started, the very first thing that we always do is I, I got I need to know what you're drinking. Tell me about your drink. What do you got? So I am drinking white wine from a wine glass that has fish painted on it. Um, you know, I'm, my my parents are retiring, so I'm in full I don't know um, early retirement mode here. So you so you drink like a fish? Is that what that is? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I have to I have to pace myself because talking about time zones, I have a call with a potential partnership deal at ten thirty tonight because they're in Australia. So nice, yeah. nice. Well, pace yourself. This is it's, it's about every good experience. Yeah. Person that that enjoys spirits understands that that's what it's about. Yes. about just enjoying the spirit, enjoying the flavor. And you want a quick fact, fun fact for everyone everyone watching this, for the business of bourbon guy. So I, so I had a gentleman come up to me and, and, and a buddy of mine a couple of days ago when we were having a cocktail. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, you're the business of bourbon guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see you. You're, you're getting sloshed and everything. I'm like, no, I don't. In, in fact, guys, little known fact, I, I pretty much my whole life never even experienced what it's like to be inebriated, right? Like um, one time, <laughs> like about a decade ago. So that's <laughs> not never. my thing. Yeah. For those of you that follow me, you know, I'm a, I'm a business guy. I'm a yeah. control guy. So someone that is in, that, that likes control does not like to be in a position or feel like they are ever out of control. So that being said, much like you, Casey, be enjoying my cocktail. This is what I do. I sit slowly and consistently. And it's yeah. going to be a good day. It's going to be a it's good night here in Vegas. Experience. That's, that's what matters here. Absolutely. So, hey, guys, if you're just checking in, you are catching me live from, from Vegas. Um, Casey uh, is enjoying uh, a, a white wine and she's in uh, her drinking like a fish glass. I, over here, I, let me see, I've, I've written it down. This is called Don't Be Cruel in true Vegas fashion. Don't be cruel, right? Like Elvis, all that. But it is basically their take here. on This this particular bar is called the Bar at Commons Club. Um, and it's basically, it's like the house bar here over at um, the Virgin, Virgin Hotel in Vegas. Anyway, it's their take on old fashioned. It's got some chocolate bitters in it. It's got some maple syrup and it's got some great bourbon. Hey, that's what delicious. I was drinking. You, th you thought it's what uh, what I was drinking? Yeah. Well, you were right. All right, so virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. Okay. Bam. Bam. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. All right, Casey. So why don't we start off by just telling the folks what your company is. What, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm a... I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, I'm an advisor mostly to entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, but I do a fair amount of um, 
uh, training for mostly sales teams um, on all things personal branding, messaging, um, lots on kind of high performance habits, productivity, stuff like that. Um, but especially what I do with entrepreneurs is how do you build a powerful and authentic personal brand that actually helps you grow your business? Mm, how do you build a powerful and impactful personal brand? I want to dig into two of this. I was really excited to have you on because um, you and I have had some great conversations off air. I'm hoping that we can recapture a little of that magic for the yeah. folks that are watching it over yeah. the stream. And again, guys, if you have questions, please make sure you pop them in. Um, so, Hopping straight into that, into into branding, um, why do you feel like that personal brand? Because a lot of people struggle with this in the business world. Do you feel like that personal brand is important to you know your average entrepreneur, small business person? If if so, I mean, why 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 does it matter to them in in your well, world? There's a couple of there's a couple of reasons, but first and foremost, yes, it matters a ton, and I think it matters more and more as kind of we progress in business. So mm -hmm. uh, five years ago, six years ago, we followed companies on social media. Mm -hmm. We don't do that anymore, right? And that's primarily because companies just constantly sell to us and we're constantly bombarded with advertisements. And so it's like, oh, why would I follow them on social media? I don't need that, right? Yeah. I want to learn, I want to engage all of this. So if you aren't, and, and part of the reason why I got into the whole personal brand, uh-oh, part of the reason why I got into the whole personal branding stuff for entrepreneurs is I used to be a like a marketing um, and growth strategy consultant for early stage startups. And I started to realize that every single startup I worked with, if their founder had an active and kind of authoritative brand in their industry, they just did better. They grew faster, they had more opportunities, they were more likely to get funding, they were more likely to have um, uh, like strong partnerships, those kinds of things. Yeah. And so that's kind of what sent me down this. But I, I've learned over time that it's also, it's look, you know, we all know this. It's not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that all comes down to personal brand. And I get it that that term, we have kind of a, it makes us think of like Kim Kardashian and, and like reality TV shows and we don't like that. Mm -hmm. But what it really is, is it's what are you known for? Yep. And so I love if, that. If, if there are more people, more badass people that know who you are and what you do and respect you for it, you're just going to do better. Yeah. You know, I think, Casey, a lot of people struggle with that, obviously, right? Like, I, I struggled with it early on. Surprise. Yeah, I struggled with it. My, this is our guy, Cass. Cass, come on over here. Cass is making sure I'm taken care of. <laughs> that was a dream. It's awesome, man. Thank you. So here, here's kind of my take on it. Again, I've struggled with that as well, Casey, right? Like, and I, well, I didn't think I was struggling, to be honest with you. I didn't think I was struggling with it. I was just always a guy that, and I still am to this day, it's always about team, right? And a lot of yeah. success, successful leaders are we, we're not me, right? And so um, take this actually takes me back to, I was interviewed for a, a magazine article probably like, I don't know, 10-ish years ago, maybe, who knows, I don't know, maybe 10-ish years ago. And when I read the article, the, columnist, the, the uh, columnist was like, he always says we. He always says us. He's always talking about his team. He's always, 
right? And this was this is a compliment. Um, and that's cool. That's what I want, right? It's not about me. However, what I've learned, to your point, in successful brands and successful marketing is that when you have a face of the brand, when you can personalize the brand, it, it helps people to be able to relate more to the brand. It helps people to be, to, to, um, to connect at a higher level with the brand, right? Like when I'm talking to people about this personal branding stuff, I, I talk about icons of marketing that we're, that we all are, are, we're all familiar with over the last, you know, hundred years of marketing. I talk about things like the Quaker Oats guy, like, um, like Colonel Sanders, like the Jolly Green Giant, like you name it. What these companies, these conglomerates have figured out many, many, many years before us is that when you can take a brand and you can personalize it, you can put something to you can put a face to it that people can relate to, that people can connect to, you'll be more successful. It just, it just is what it is, right? Yeah. To your point. So, like, and those companies have spent billions of dollars of marketing research to, to understand and know that. So here we are at 2021, thanks to platforms like this, we have the ability to do those same sorts of things for our little companies and exactly. increase our reach and increase, increase our connection with our clients and build deeper relationships. Here's the thing, like, whenever I talk about this, I make a heavy, heavy emphasis on relationship building. You do all the other stuff so that you can build amazing relationships. That's it, yeah. right? And what's very interesting to me is, so I, I talk about this all the time. So number one thing that people say to me when we first start working together or when they're first talking about maybe wanting to work with me, and I'll be like, okay, why have you struggled with this in the past? And they'll say, oh, well, I don't like to brag. And they usually yeah. say it in one of two ways. They'll either say it like that's a failure of theirs or they'll say it with a total air of superiority and self-righteousness. There's never any in between. And I'll be like, okay, I totally get that. Like nobody likes to brag. It's really awkward. It's uncomfortable. And no one really wants to listen to you bragging either. And I'll say, okay, my guess is in your industry or in business in general, there's probably a handful of thought leaders who you really admire and who, who have a big personal brand, who put out a lot of content and you think you just really respect them for what they do. You know, it might be Brene Brown or Adam Grant or whoever in your niche industry, you know, and, and I'll say, think about, think about what, what they say and how they put themselves out there. And they'll be like, okay. And I'll be like, do they ever brag? Mm-hmm. No, no, they don't. And they're, they always get this like sheepish grin on their, on their face. And they're like, oh, wait, they really don't. And it's like, no, they share, right? And they share things they've learned. They share ideas they've had. They share experiences they've gone through. They share failures they've had and what they learned from them. And yes, they do share accomplishments, but they're sharing, not bragging. It's not them being like, I'm so awesome. Look at me. It's them actually opening up and kind of pulling back the curtain on their lives and their thought process and their work in a way that not only do we get to know them better, but we also get to learn from them. And that's that's the thing. Like we want to do business with people we know, like, and trust, but it's also we want to do business with people that we learn from, that like spark a 
you know, creativity and ideas in our brain, like the people that like, we naturally just get a fire because of things they say, like yeah. that's, that's who we want to work with. Yeah, I agree. You know, one yeah. of the things that I also see, Casey, is that, you know, with small businesses and entrepreneurs, these are folks that, that you and I both work with, is that a lot of times we want to hide behind the logo. <laughs> we want to hide behind and, and, and we want to push the logo out front. And here's what I tell my entrepreneurs. Your logo doesn't mean shit. No. It just doesn't. It, it's, it doesn't. it doesn't matter. But we wouldn't stop it up. Money on it is kind of a waste most of the time. <laughs> it is. It, it, well, especially where we are here today in 2021. Again, going back to what you just talked about and, and, and how we started this discussion. Your bro, we've got a guy that is checking in right now. My guy, um, James Buckley, and, and James Buckley, say what sells. Um, he Love gets it. it. He, he's he gets one of the it. guys. He's one of the guys that gets it, man. And um, you know, ultimately, what motivates people, what it motivates anyone, is emotion. Yes. Emotion motivates, right? So if we can create some sort of emotional connection. Um, with folks, what it does is it helps us to again bridge those gaps to doing business, but to doing better business and building better relationships. Here's what it also does, folks, and here's what you're afraid of: it's going to make people not like you. Oh, oh. what about the people that I push away? What about the people that deuces? <laughs> Bye. They don't matter. What, no, listen, you got, you got billions of people you can do business with. Everybody doesn't have to like you. What do you think, Casey? Oh no, it's look, it's. So here's the thing, and people don't get this. First of all, the, they're 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 the minority. Unless you're saying in, like truly provocative things, the people that don't like you are in the minority. What it's going to do is it's going to make the people that like kind of like you like you way freaking more. And Ron L, I guarantee you have experienced this. You will meet someone that you've never met before, and they act like you are old friends because they see you. And they've seen your videos and they feel like they know you. And so you get to skip like six steps in your relationship building because they have a way better sense of who you are and what you're all about. And yes, you are totally going to piss some people off. You are totally going to annoy some people. People are going to roll their eyes. Not that many, to be honest. And most of them aren't going to actually say anything to you. Although the most common thing i get when i like run into someone i haven't seen in a decade and i run into them this is a true story at best buy and we worked together like eight years ago and he goes oh i see your face on videos on linkedin like all the time <laughs> and you can tell that was not a compliment at all and i was like I'm sorry like i don't know what to tell you dude like and it's fine but the thing is is that we focus on you can have a hundred people make comments on something you put out there 99 of them will say absolutely glowing moving things and one person will say something mildly critical and we will focus on that one and that's what our brain does but if you start to do this kind of stuff like you will realize that you make incredible friendships business relationships also which is what we're talking about but it's also, you know, you're talking about James Buckley. Like, he is one of my closest friends. I've met him once in real life. Like, I love him like a brother. And we met because both of us have really active personal brands and they collided in the most beautiful and fabulous way. 
That's what's up. So here's one thing I want to make sure that is not missed in, in all of that knowledge that you just dropped. You said when people meet you, you, you said, you know, I've probably experienced this, which I have. People, you know, meet you and they, they feel like they've known you, right? And they do because I am who I am. I'm not the good and the bad. You guys see it. So here's one of the things I think is really important that you talk about personal brands. One of the things that we're afraid of is we feel like, you know, in this Kardashian world that you have to present a certain image and you have to be that image, right? And let me, let me, let me be clear. You absolutely do if you want to be a Kardashian. Yeah. If that's your, if that's your, if that's your job. But if you want to build relationships, you want to build business relationships, you've got to come, you got to bring that authenticity. Yes. Um, that's what I try to try to do. That's what you, I try to be honest, man, as honest as I, as I can. Um, people are going to feel different about what, what levels of themselves they bring to the table. And that's, that's okay. Um, I, I don't judge anyone, but whatever it is that you're bringing, just make sure that, that it's you. And you know what? You may be goofy, quirky, annoying, but you know what? There are other goofy, quirky, annoying people out there that are going to vibe with you and be like, you know what? That's my guy. And and here's the deal. Like, yes, standing ovation to all of that. But here's the one thing that I don't think we talk about enough when it comes to the personal branding stuff. Every time I have done this work with someone, they themselves personally start to transform. Like, you know, this might not be the best thing for me to say, but like you, I tend to be very, very honest. Every every client I've ever had cries at some point, including the Marine, including the uh, Air Force Colonel, like you name it, they all get very emotional at some point in the work that we do. Because here's what happens. When you do this work, you have to decide what do I want to be known for? Like, how do I want to show up in the world? You have to put intention into that. Mm -hmm. And that means something. And then here's where it gets real interesting. Then you have to face your fear of putting yourself out there about something that matters to you. And that is terrifying. And then you realize it wasn't that scary. You can totally do it. And you start to get a little more confident and then you do it again and you get a little more confident. And then you start to connect with people that totally vibe with you and that you think are really cool. Hey, Ronnell. And you're like, oh my God, whoa, that person wants to be friends with me. Whoa, this is crazy. Or do business with me or whatever. And you start to become more confident being more you. And so this is what you will find. And I bet you went through a similar thing. You start to put yourself out there. And at first you play it a little safe. You only talk about your team. You, you always say we, you don't. And then you start to share a little more and you realize, Ooh, that actually felt really good. That felt like a liberation that felt empowering. And oh my God, I got all these people sliding into my DMS being like, Whoa, you went through that. I'm going through that. I didn't know anyone else went through that. That was so helpful. That was so amazing. And it starts to build on itself and you wind up kind of transforming over time into a way more empowered, badass authentic version of you and you'll look back at who you were like two three years ago and you're like oh my god 
Look at how far I've come and look at how good it freaking feels to show up as 100% me, whether I am on a video call, whether I'm on, on a stage, or whether I'm one-on-one -on -one with someone. I feel you. I feel you. Here's here's what I wanna I wanna add to the conversation and say a little double that. I don't double that is the right way to put it. Just I, I I feel that you know a lot of folks feel pressure to be you or to yeah. be me or to be you know Buckley since we're, since we're talking about Buckley. You know what I tell people is that that sort of presence, that sort of um, approach isn't for everyone. Um, yeah. I think that everyone in business should be active somewhat on, on social media, but not the same way that I'm active or the, the way that a lot of, like, like you know, we consult and, co and coach folks. You know, a lot of people take that model and they look at those folks and they try to do what they do and they find themselves at the end of the day unsuccessful. They're, they're doing a whole lot of videos and maybe they're getting a little endorphin rush, but they're not really generating any business for it. Guys, little secret. Little secret. Most of the people that you're watching on social media doing all that shit are not making any money off of it. They're not. It's it's the fact. So what I try to tell people is like focus on what what is what's the outcome that you want out of this stuff. What do you want from it? And, and I don't judge. If your outcome is maybe just the endorphin rush and you want to feel like a big, you know, like captain of the football team, cool, do it. Whatever it is. If it's, if it's all ego-driven, fine, whatever. But if it is truly about, your, you know, doing business, if it's about um, creating credibility for your brand, whatever, so you need to reverse engineer your, your activities and think about that. What is it that I ultimately want to do or I ultimately want to accomplish? For most of you, it's really building credibility for you or your brand or your product. That doesn't take doing seven videos like a week from from Las Vegas, <laughs> like, like me. It just takes intention in what you're and bringing value to your to your intended audience. So for me, this brings value to my intended audience. That's why I do this, right? Um, if you're doing something else, you know, I don't know, selling widgets or I don't know selling donuts, I don't know, whatever the hell, um, make sure that whatever your activities are on the social media, again, it doesn't have to be at this level, but just you're putting something out there that's semi-consistent, somewhat consistent, and that it helps you to achieve your ultimate end goal, and you're not just floundering out there, because what I see so much is folks out there, they're just, oh, I got to do some content, oh, I got to put up a poll, and they're doing, they're putting up trash, and, and <laughs> Casey, you see this, that's, the, the the trash poll to get attention that's like um donuts yes or no <laughs> well so but so here's the other thing i'm gonna add to this N not only yes this adds value to your audience but also Rana, let's be honest you also freaking enjoy it and my argument always is like you you can find a version of this that you really freaking love and so it's all about, I believe that a personal brand is this, yes, it needs to be authentic and it needs to be authentically you, but it also has to overlap. It's a Venn diagram of what serves the audience that you are trying to serve and trying to connect with, right? And so, 
you know, I was talking to someone, she's a, she's a sales coach and someone was like convincing her that she really needed to be active on Instagram. And I was like, you hate Instagram. You don't like it. You don't like going on there. You get no value from it. She's like, yeah, but they're telling me that I need to do it. And I was like, no, don't like it's, it's going to fall flat. It's not really going to work. It's going to, it's going to be obvious that you don't really like it and your heart isn't in it. And I was like, what social media platform do you, do you kind of love? And she was like, honestly, I kind of love Reddit. And I was like, dude, you can be like the master of your weird little version and your weird little niche on Reddit. Like it's about finding something that like feeds you. And I agree with you. Like, no, this isn't about becoming an influencer, whatever the fuck that means. Excuse me. Um, it's about furthering your goals and adding value to your community and to your world. And so when I'm talking about like, oh, you build confidence doing this, you don't build confidence because you got a certain number of likes on a post. You build confidence because you put something out there that means something to you. It feels honest and feels real. And you share it and somebody responds being like, whoa, that was really cool. Can we talk? And then all of a sudden you make this connection that really means something and it starts to build on itself. And so it is like, it has to be meaningful. It has to be real. Like there has to be a point. And I agree with you. We see the people putting this like random crap up there. This is what I lovingly refer to as tactics without strategy. It's like mm -hmm. someone told you, you got to post every day. So you just post a bunch of random crap and like, you're not really paying attention to like, is there a point other than that you got to say that you did it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times there isn't. That's the point. No, there usually isn't. Like, you know, here, here's, here's the thing for, for, for me. Um, I'm about business. I'm about doing business. I don't get shy about that. I'm about selling. I'm about business. You guys know what I'm about. Huh. And I'm about helping people to do business and do better business, helping people to sell, helping, helping people to not be ashamed, not being afraid to sell. So I'll be the first one to tell you that um, my activities and our activities on this platform, on social media in general, is not limited to videos. So we, we, we pitch, we um prospect this brings bring something out fast um let's go neat i'm ordering my next drink guys <laughs> let's go uh smoke wagon you got it all right this is bad video but okay. i'll come back i'll come to, back to it oh thank you all right so back to my point whatever that was um, so just peel back the peel back the curtains a little bit. Um, so like you know, we're doing for most of you, and and I won't say most of you. I'll say this is me included. This is ninety nine percent of you guys. If you're looking to do business on these platforms, or what your focus, in my opinion, should be is building credibility for you and your brand. So whatever it is that you back to your point, Casey, whatever it is you want to be known for, and that you have you have real you can make impact and all sorts of things that's where your focus should be but understand this is not like a build it and just wait for it to come yeah do some people are some people at a point to where they can do that they're just doing videos and stuff and they're getting business yeah but most people no and that's why most of them are unsuccessful 
the difference is, I'll tell you, with, with me, if someone, if you guys are watching this, you probably view me as someone that's, you know, at that point, or he makes videos and stuff, and things just come. No, we go get it. I'm a self guy. We go get it. We, we yep. build it, and then we go get it. So we do direct outreach. We're doing some of you guys. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're in Atlanta, you need to get your ticket now, July 21st. Come out and see me, July 21st, for Business Suburban Life. We're, we, we are calling people. We are uh, messaging people. We're emailing folks. We're doing what we have to do. So I would encourage you guys, if you're starting to build your brand or if you have an establishment, don't forget the sales part. Don't forget the direct outreach part. They work cohesively because when you're doing direct outreach to people here in 2021, what, what happens? People, they go back. They want to look and see who's this joker. Who's this person that's calling me? Who's this person that's emailing me? And they're going to go back, and what are they going to see? Are they going to see whimsical videos of uh, not knocking anyone? Understand this. My whole thing is, hey, be focused and be intentional in terms of what you want your outcome to be, okay? Are they going to see something that brings that, that, that brings some value to them, or are they going to see something that helps them to establish the credibility that you want for that potential prospect, or are they going to see something that's just totally whatever? <laughs> and, and, and in fact, maybe in some ways could potentially hurt you. That's all I'm saying. Like, whatever you do, I don't knock anybody. I don't knock anyone's hustle. Do whatever you want to do. I am just an advocate for this. Bring more focus to what it is that you want to ultimately accomplish, and then kind of reverse engineer your activity to meet that. No, you're and you're spot on, and I think a ton of people miss this. But I think the other thing people miss is like, look, it really does come down to relationships. So as an entrepreneur, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. biggest thing is so here's where I see people make mistakes with this all the time. And I always use this one example, but this is true even of like, if just any kind of networking. So so for a while, and I still do, but I teach people how to pitch themselves to podcast hosts so that they can land those interviews because that totally helps with credibility and authority. And um, I remember talking to someone who wanted kind of help figuring this out. And he was like, look, I just, I feel like there's something there, but we tried doing this and it really just didn't help my business. And I was like, okay, tell me a little bit about your business and the podcast that you went on. And he was like, okay. He was like, well, we run a, a product strategy and like development agency. So we build products for other, other companies. I was like, okay. I was like, what, what podcast did you go on? And he was like, well, I went on a bunch of podcasts about product management. I was like, okay, so mm. like the people that listen to those podcasts are product managers. And he was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do does a, a, a product manager or a company who has a product manager ever need your services? And he was like, well, no, that's the role we play. And I was like, so why would you go on those podcasts? And he was like, oh God, I didn't, I was like, are your, is your audience people you sell to do they listen to those podcasts and he was like oh god no no they don't and i was like okay and i see this all the time when it comes to like building your network is we tend to be very good building our network with our peers people doing exactly what we're doing or as entrepreneurs if we're in the service-based business like right now you might be really connected to sales leaders but like mm, how often are they actually hiring us when we really want to sell to entrepreneurs we we connect with our peers and we connect with our prospects but we often 
don't connect with the other people that solve complementary, not competitive problems for the exact same audience we serve. And it's like, this is the greatest missed opportunity. And there's, these conversations are so fruitful. They are so exciting. They're so positive. And yet we, it's like the number one thing we skip over. I love that. And, and you know what, Casey, again, you're, you're the overall theme here is, is really being intentional in, in, in terms of understanding what your outcomes are going to be. Right. And, and, and again, marrying those activities to, to the outcome. You're, example there of network building is, is I mean that's that's a tremendous one and this one is personal for me. I took a look at my network probably like oh five, six, seven years ago, something like that. I don't know. The older you get guys, it's just like eh. It's, it's like blocks of five. I don't know. <laughs> COVID made it so much worse. Where like I mean I would say the, the phrase that I used more than any and like it made me seem sound so lame but lame, but I would always be like Two months ago, no. Six months ago, a year ago, and then I go, "What is time?" Yeah, and everyone was like, "Yeah, really." Like at this point, what the hell is? <laughs> Since we get pulled out the matrix, man, it's all going to go to shit anyway. So I took a look at my network, and I'm like, you know, everyone in my network, for the most part, does what I do, or they're they're all they're in the same sort of business, right? So I'm like, that's cool. Except at the time, I'm like. How do I sell? I was trying to crack the nut. This is probably about seven years. I'm trying to crack the nut on how to sell using social media, right? And I'm like, how do we sell? And so I start looking at my network. And my network is all other guys like me. So, like, who the hell am I going to sell to? So I had to think at that point, man, there is, it makes sense to intentionally build your network um, with the, the audience that you want. So now we very intentionally look at, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a potential sponsor uh, last week, guys. This is real life, real life example. Talking to this potential sponsor, national sponsor for uh, our platform, and this person told me, he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm looking at the comments in your in your content, and it's like executive, executive, senior leader, executive, executive." Yeah, well, guys, that didn't happen just by happenstance. That happens because we obviously our messaging speaks to those persons, those people, but we, but I also had to intentionally make sure that I'm connecting with those folks so that we could get more people like that in the network. So those of you that are just doing stuff to grow your network, you're, you're accepting anyone, your, 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 um, um, your comments are filled with, you know, Bangladeshi fiber logo people. You're just going to get more of those people. There's no power in that. You can't sell them anything. Just yep. telling you that that's that's the reality of that. Uh, I, we got a question. I want to pop in. Huh? Um, let's see, Skyler, our guy out in U in Utah. Skyler, what are you drinking? I don't even have to ask. I know what Skyler Skyler's drinking. He's drinking some rock gut vodka, but that's his drink, man. That's my guy. All right, what's the best way to share content when everyone else is posting the same stuff in my industry? That is the question to you. Casey. So stop sharing the same stuff that everyone else is posting. So one of the things that I really recommend, and this is a this is a um, a whole framework that I love walking people through. We refer to it as our competition-free strategy. And what you really want to do is you want to do some research and spend some time looking at like, okay, who are all the other people that are active in your space? And it doesn't have to be just people talking about like who do exactly what you do. 
but you know, leaders in your industry and start to like get kind of nerdy, go down the rabbit hole. Mm, I make a spreadsheet. I love that. Um, and actually start to get a sense of what do they talk about? What types of content do they put out? Is it video? Is it text posts? Is it, um, I don't know, freaking infographics or visual things? What is it? And what is kind of the angle that they are making, right? And so when you start to get a good, when you when you read enough of someone's content, if you go back through a couple of weeks of someone's content, you can get a sense of like, what is the angle that, like, what is that thing that they keep kind of hammering home? Like, what are they really talking about? And when you do this for your niche, you will start to notice that there is a gap. There is something missing. And let's be real. We all have this. We all have this. When we are talking to someone who is in our space and we've had a couple of drinks and we're feeling it and we're getting passionate about it, we will always be like, I don't understand why nobody talks about this. Why is this not a bigger thing? That might be your angle. And that might be the thing that you want to start putting out there so that you get to be known as like, oh, the guy who, or the girl who, the what is that like angle, that thing that differentiates you? Another way to look at this that I always really like. Um, so I go through a framework with folks called skills, passions, and strength and triumphs. Excuse me. Skills are what are you good at? Passions are what do you just freaking love? Triumphs are what is the hard stuff you've gone through in your personal and professional life? And like, how did you get through it? Because you will learn that when you really look at those three things and you start to kind of map those out, there's some sort of narrative arc that ties it all together that makes you be like, oh, this is my thing. This is the thing that kind of makes me different. It differentiates me. And you can start to weave that into all of the content you're doing. So it it might, you might be talking about similar tactical strategies as somebody else, but you are presenting it in a way with a tone of voice and with an angle that is unique to you. And that is how you break through that noise. Okay, I get it. And I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit different angle for you, Skylar. Let's go back first to the very first rule. Is it is the content bringing value to whomever the target audience is? All right, let's yeah. let's go back to number one. Um, if what they're if they're doing like like first of all, going back to the question for those of you guys that didn't see the question, the question was you know best way to share content when everyone else is posting the same stuff. Mine. If the, if it's the right stuff. Fine, post it. Who gives a shit? Remember what we were talking about initially here, which is what is the outcome? What is it that we're trying to do? <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to build credibility for your brand, credibility for you. If that sort of content, whatever they're posting, brings credibility, and you're posting things, look great, brings credibility. Here, here's where I where I want to go back as the sales guy and remind you all that this is just a piece of the puzzle. <laughs> the bigger pieces go knock on some goddamn doors. Go pick up some phone. Go do some direct messages. Here's the one thing I can tell you that your competition is not doing more than likely because most in most industries, they're not doing a great job with it. This is what it is. 
it is what it is. Most of us, we want to put marketing out and we want to wait for things to come back. They're not doing great direct outreach. Yeah. They're probably not. So let's focus on, hey, let's try to crack the code on this amazing little marketing thing and more focus on, let's go get people. Because to what to Casey's point earlier on in this conversation, what are your people, what are your competitors not doing? What are they not, what doing? Are they not doing? They're not picking up the phones, more than likely. They're doing the e they're they're doing the easiest way to direct outreach. That's what they're they're not using personal video. Hello guys, you know this is what I do. They're not using personal video on their show. So my advice would be first if you're posting content that brings credibility to your brand, great. Stay with it. Whatever. Have a bring more attention and more focus to what am I doing to go get my customers? What am I doing for direct outreach? Implement a strategy that uses personal branding and LinkedIn. LinkedIn doesn't want to hear this. But start getting your contacts off of LinkedIn. Start stop because. If you're if you're relying on LinkedIn for your as your marketing um, <laughs> your marketing vehicle, oh, she is a fickle mistress. <laughs> trust me, trust me. So start getting your contacts, getting them all on your own platforms. Make sure you're getting their getting the information. You're reaching out to people directly, and that you're doing. You're just having you're you're much smarter in your direct outreach and not just relying on the marketing stuff but all the stuff that, that Katie said absolutely absolutely correct i just want i always want to make sure i'm bringing people back to understanding the balance of how this really works like for 90 percent of you though there's a there's a five percent of you that are just out there you're just pumping out content and you're just killing it you are but most of you aren't and most of you aren't because you're missing this outreach. You're missing this prospecting piece. You've got to. You have to bring more focus to that, and that's what a lot of your competition is doing. Casey, question. Think the other. Oh, hold on. Yeah. The other thing I will just add really quickly is also your, the thing your competition isn't doing is they're not engaging with other people's content, and you could just not make any content at all if you're making really bomb ass comments on other people's content. You will get views. You will get connections, and you will build real relationships. And not enough people do this. Great answer. Great ad, great ad, and that is another form of direct outreach, guys. That's another form of direct outreach. So, um, commenting, um, going into your comments. What about what about the people that are commenting on your stuff? These are people that that you're bringing value to their lives, and they could be possibly they could possibly be prospects for you. Yes. All right, um, Casey. This has been so so much fun. You're fun. You're I enjoy fun. talking to you. <laughs> Guys, again, I'm coming to you live from the Virgin Hotel here in Utah. Well, it's hot as hell, Las Vegas. It's like 115 degrees out there. Let me just be honest. But I will say it is a dry heat. And I will officially tell all you people out there that dry heat is not the same as southern same. humidity. No, no. It's, it's, it was it was 116 degrees in Portland, Oregon, where I live, like a week ago. And we, it is not freaking Nevada. We are not built for that. We don't, most places don't have air conditioning. Like it was on a whole other level. Well, so here, here's where I'm going to Casey. So for my Southerners, you know that when it is hot in the South, oh. there, there is no, there's nowhere you can hide. 95 degrees in, in Atlanta, Georgia is 95 degrees in the shade. 
and 95 degrees, and it doesn't matter. Dry heat, it's dry. But if you get in the shade, oh, you can get a little respite from it. It, the, the, it literally drops the temperature a little bit. Um, 115 degrees is nice, but as a Georgia guy, hey, it's it's not as it's not as bad. Not as hot as you think. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> as we're starting to wrap, I got another question for you. This is a this is a fun question um, for me. I always, I like to ask people. Because I, I, I consume, everyone consumes differently, like content and ed- educational stuff. I'm a movie guy. I'm a movie guy. I'm a podcast guy. It's just, it, I am what I am. So my question to you is your favorite sales slash business um, movie, book, podcast, whatever, your choice. be honest all of the all of the movies or tv shows that i'm that are coming to mind i wouldn't say are are specifically business but i will say okay so i'm a coach and there is one show that in the last year has been like this bright spot in my life and when i think about the kind of role i want to play in my clients lives there is one that comes to mind it is highly like it's gotten a lot of fanfare but it's also so underrated because not enough people have watched it and that's ted lasso and i don't know if you've watched it but it's like it is it is so funny it is so like punny and nerdy and ridiculous but it's also it's an amazing explanation of how a coach really should be and this idea of how you can help guide someone to an internal truth in a way that helps them become a better version of themselves. And it is like a model that I totally like aspire to. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm chuckling because shout out to Forrest Penelpel as a huge Um Forrest was on our show in January and he, he says the exact same thing. <laughs> so I, I had a- So near and dear to my heart. I had a hard time. Um, I think I need to give Ted Lasso another chance. When I, I, did, I watched like an episode or something like, ah, like I like Jason Sudeikis. I want to, I want to laugh <laughs> more. And so I'm like, ah, I'm not getting the laughs yet. And soccer, football coach in, uh, in the soccer world, I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm out. We have so much content right now. It's like, you know, you got, you got two episodes max to get me in. Then I'm on to the next. But I'm going I'm I'm to give that another try. I'm going to send you one clip that will make you be like, oh, oh, okay. Like there's depth to it. And yes, it's like, it's very punny. So it's like, you have to kind of love the dad joke to like yeah. really, really, for it to immediately get you. I love the dad joke. So it's really great. But it's also, there's like, I don't know. There's like layers to it. And I got to be honest, like last year, it's just been a hard year. And so I went through this period where I just, I couldn't watch so much of what was on television because it was all so negative. And I got yeah. it, you know, and, and and so I've watched, this is going to be so lame. I've watched Ted Lasso. I think I'm on my fifth time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, fifth, fifth. Fifth. And like, I don't watch TV shows over again. Like, I never do that. I never do that. And 
I just, whenever, like if I've had a hard day, I will put on an episode of Ted Lasso. It just makes me feel better about like life and humanity and all the rest. And it's, um, it's funny. It's the other thing about it is for a long time, I would say that, um, I want to be the tattooed female cursing version of Mr. Rogers, except for entrepreneurs instead yeah. of children. And my, Mr. Rogers, his whole thing is like, what makes a kid special is what makes them different. And that's how I feel about entrepreneurs. What makes you special? What makes you, what your competitive advantage is whatever makes you weird. Own it, celebrate it, put it out there as much as you can because that's your differentiator. And then I watched Ted Lasso and I was like, ooh, okay, now I have a little bit more of a modern day <laughs> reference of like, I don't know who I sort of aspire to be. I love it. I I'm love not, it. I don't look as good with a mustache though. So we're not <laughs> well, I'd like to see it. Go ahead, pop one on and send me a picture. We'll, we'll take oh, Clearly, I'm going to have to be Ted Lasso for Halloween this year. Done. That just, I don't know why it took me so long to come up with that, but yep. Hey, yep. I, so. I, I just want a little bit of credit for some of the inspiration and oh, helping you yes. to come to that conclusion. Yes. That's it. That's yes. it. All right. Um, All right. Hey, so, so Casey, if people want to reach out to you, they want to talk to you, they want to work with you, how do they do it? So, Every my business is called a better Jones. Um, and so everything on all social media platforms, my handle is a better Jones. You can find me on LinkedIn, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram, you can even find me on TikTok. Um, and you can also go to um just a betterjones.com. And I'm always down to have a conversation with folks. Um, so anytime just reach out. And I think they can find you on business and bourbon dot live as well yes, right casey yes folks can that is 100 percent true hey guys i want to uh, uh, make sure you're connecting with casey she's really phenomenal and um it's really a uh, a breath of, of fresh air i know that's cliche but it is what it is like when when the couple conversations that we've had like prior to this i'm like man she, this is really a dope person in some fact conversations in fact, not just the conversations that we've had, but folks that that I respect feel the same way about you. And they're like, hey, it's, it's funny, though. OK, I, we'll, we'll, we're going to close here in a sec. But guys, last year was like the year of forget. It was like just craziness. Right. And Casey and I had a, a recording, a podcast recording for, for a podcast that you were doing. And um, and it was awesome. And, you know, we moved, moved on, you know, we're doing everything. We're, she's doing what she's doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, a, a, another good friend, uh, Gina Riley, had reached out like a couple of months ago. She was like, oh, you need to connect with this, with Casey. She's awesome. You need to bring business to, business to bourbon to Portland. And you need to connect with Casey. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Because Gina, I've got mad respect for her. Okay. And then I, I wasn't even, I didn't even think that much about it in terms of, okay, Casey Jones, just, it just because it was the year of craziness. And then as Gina's like sending her connection um, LinkedIn, like, okay, here you guys, you guys get connected up and go do your thing. And I'm like, oh, I already know you. <laughs> but the point is like, you know, it's someone else that I respect so much and that I, that just, we have a lot full of, of wisdom and experience. Well, the crazy thing is, as you also just told me, something that I didn't know and this recording that you and Buckley are uh, our friends and Buckley's my guy. Uh, okay. Buckley's my dude. 
And, and let so, me tell you, Gina, we're not just like casual friends. Like Gina is like a ride or die. Like she's an incredibly close friend. So it's, we don't just have like mm, casual people in common. Like we have like, like real people. Isn't that, that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that, in fact, in fact, oh my God. Wow. Here we go. The last time, it's been that long. The last time I was in Vegas, I believe this was the last time I was in Vegas. I had drinks with, with James and um, Yellow Dot James. So I'm going to have one in your honor while I'm here, sir. The last time I, I was uh, at a conference and a self-conference and, and he was there. We, we, we synced up. Anyway, so yes, again, make sure you're connecting with Casey. She's amazing, but you already know that because you just listened to this and you watched it. I hope you got some tremendous value from this, guys. Um, I, I know that I did, and anytime I get the opportunity to, to hang out with Casey, this is great. I just can't wait to do it in person. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to make that happen. So it will happen soon. All right, guys, make sure that you connect. And again, Business and Bourbon Live Southern Tour is on. It's on and popping. We are in Atlanta on July 21st. I want to see your beautiful faces there. We've already got... I'm seeing the tickets that are coming in. We have some tremendous people, man. I'm telling you, just like super, um, super successful, tons of wisdom. You know, success isn't really what motivates me. You guys know that. It's about the journey. It's about the wisdom that you that these that people bring. That's what excites me. And um, some of the folks that we have part of this are amazing. We've got Buckley's going to actually be down. For you guys that know James Buckley, he's going to be down for for the event, and he's going to speak. He's going to speak for a little bit, which is going to be awesome. Our panel has Lee. We, our panel are all stars from the Business and Bourbon podcast. We've got Lee Heisman, who's who is the uh, the his his episode is uh, Jesus. There's something I I've done so many episodes I forget, but it's like the serial killer. I don't know. He, he's an entrepreneur. He's a serial entrepreneur, and it's awesome. Anyway, we've got him. We've got uh, Ken Lundin. Um, we've also got Michelle Taylor Willis, and we have Rick Hell. These these folks are icons of Atlanta. So come out, be part of this whiskey tasting, food pairing, and before long, I'm hoping that on our next tour after we finish the Southeast, if Casey's on board, that we can work some Midwest Northwest up there and get a little Portland. Hell yeah. Kate, can I count you on to be part of our panel? Oh, uh, without a doubt. And I mean, we will we will do you right on the on the food and drinks in Portland. So I know you will. I yeah. know you will. We take that shit very seriously. <laughs> I like, know. Like thing we take seriously. <laughs> Why do you think I want to come so bad? All right. Hey. Thank you for taking time out of out of your, no, your busy schedule this evening and, and taking time away from your family. That means a lot. I know you're, 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 you haven't seen your parents in a long time. So to come hang out with me for an hour is super dope, and I really appreciate it. I'm super grateful. And uh, till next time. Till next time. Bye, guys. Guys, thanks, thanks for watching. <laughs>